0: Hello there, and welcome to Fact, Fiction, or Bullshit, or the FFB podcast for short. My name's PJ, and every episode we will delve into the unknown to look at the history, the facts, the theories, and conspiracies that ultimately decide Fact, Fiction, or Bullshit. Uh, We also have uh, a couple of pages on social media, on Instagram, and on Facebook, Fact, Fiction, or Bullshit. On there, I'll post um, various photos so that you know what I'm looking at when I'm explaining it to you. So you guys can actually see, obviously once the podcast is over, what I was actually talking about. On the Facebook page, there'll also be a few videos and a few links to other things. Like uh, today, I put up a a link to Starlink satellites, which Elon Musk is putting all around the globe. and It tells you where every single satellite is Quite extraordinary, quite extraordinary. I've also put up a, a recent video about some UFOs and UFO sightings. Um, if you're familiar with Tic Tac uh, and David Favor, then that's all for you guys. But on there at the moment, uh, there's a lot of stuff about the subject that I'm going to talk about today. So anyway, on to today's episode. We will be heading into the murky waters that are called Loch Ness, and the infamous Loch Ness Monster. Uh, Location of the lock is in the Scottish Highlands. The lock flows into the North Sea through River Ness. It's about 23 miles long, about a mile in width, and that's the length of the entire lock. About 240 meters deep, and it equates to 263 billion cubic feet of water. That's huge. In any any lake lock in the world, that's huge. Um, To put that into perspective on how big that is. That lock holds more water than all the lakes of England and Wales combined. How deep? Two statute of Liberty, one on top of the other. And then you could have every person on this planet in the lock. Not once, not twice, but three times over. That's phenomenal, that, 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 that figure is just mind blowing. But that is how big the Loch Ness is. Some facts about the Loch. Uh, there was a famous water speed record attempt on the Loch in 1952. Uh, John Cobb was attempting it. Unfortunately, uh, his, uh, his vessel hit some wake, overturned and obliterated literally everything. And he passed on to some more fun not fun but a little bit less morbid you had a lady called brenda sharratt in 1966 she become the first person to swim the lock in 31 hours and 27 minutes wow more more energy than i've got i can tell you that there, there is even apparently a haunted house on the shores it was called Bolskin Manor, and it was owned by Alistair Crowley. Later on in this podcast series, we will be doing an episode dedicated to this guy. He was known as the Beast of Bolskin Manor, a.k.a., nicknamed by the press, the wickedest man on the planet. Like I said, guys, we're going to be doing a, a, another episode on this guy. Um, all about devil, devil rituals, worshipping casting spells, but that's another time, another place. The first reported sighting, or it wasn't really a sighting, it was more a new segment, was in 565 AD by St Columba. He was travelling to Scotland from Ireland, spreading Christianity, and he witnessed a funeral of someone who had been attacked by the lock. Then some more signs, a little bit more recent in times, in 1871, by Dee McKenzie. Then in 1888, by Alexander McGold, who reported that he see a large, stubby-legged animal, sort of like a plesiosaur. Apparently he said that it jumped from the loft within 50 yards of him. Whether it jumped out or, or paced out, I, I don't know. He said it looked like a giant salamander. I checked this, guys and girls a salamander looked it would look like a monster if ever you come across one but the size comparisons just don't fit Uh, the biggest giant salamander is a Chinese giant salamander and that's at 1.8 meters long not even in the same in the same ballpark you know however when it got to 1933 The road along Loch Ness was built. It's called the A82. Now obviously, when something's gonna get used a lot more, there's gonna be a lot more sightings. And straight away, uh, there was. 1933, Hugh Gray took the first ever photographic evidence of the Loch Ness Monster. Now this, guys, is on my Facebook page and my Instagram. Please check it out. You, You will see how bad that photo actually is. Whether or not you could tell it was a monster, a log, what have you, but check it out. It's it's it's, it's worth having a look. If not to sit if, if not just to see how bad or how far we've come in technology to see how pictures nowadays where you can take a picture of the moon on the new Samsung phone whereas here you couldn't even get it didn't even look right to be honest. Then in nineteen thirty four you had the famous photograph of the monster by Robert Kenneth Wilson. This is on this is on the same pages guys so please have a look. It was a, he took a picture of a dappled, undulated black and white image showing a long neck and a small head of a placid looking sea monster. This guy, this picture has been proven fake twice now. Apparently, he told people he made it by a toy submarine and some plastic, or plasticine as we all know. Then put some wire around and just dragged it across the, uh, the, uh, the lock, and taking pictures, of course. I mean, there's a crazy cat out there. Is a cryptozoologist called Lauren Coleman. He calls this the hoaxing of a hoax. He actually believes that this picture is real. Wow. Okay. Um, I looked at the picture. Apparently, you can tell it's a hoax by uh, the ripples in the water compared to the body size of the actual picture of the lock uh, of the monster itself. It's all science. I'm just going by what I see. I think that's a hoax, but I don't know, you know. Then we, we take a turn to sonar evidence. Robert Harvey Reins come over uh, from America. He took some sonar photographs. One of the pictures contained an eight-foot flipper. I'm, I'm going to put this picture on, guys, because I need you you people to have a look. Especially when he took it back to the United States of America, NASA actually confirmed this as a real-life sighting. The flipper was eight foot long, so that would have put the Loch Ness monster at somewhere between fifteen to twenty foot long. Wow. But uh, sonar scans didn't stop there. In 1987, you had Operation Deep Scan was conducted by Adrian Schein, who's a marine biologist and founder of the Loch Ness Project. You can find their website online as well, guys. They had a two-day search with 24 boats. Three occasions, they made contacts that could not be identified or explained. That would just have me wondering all the time. What was it? Could it be? Is it me going crazy? Who knows? They use sonar quite a bit. It's due to the low visibility in the lock. Uh, below 30, 30 feet, there's no visibility at all. This is all down to the peak content in the hills around the lock. Obviously when the rain comes, it washes the peak down into the lock, therefore, low visibility. But don't don't just think that because time's moved on and cameras have got better, that I bet sightings have gone down. That's not true. I, I picked out some recent ones. There's these videos you can find on YouTube. I haven't li- I, ha- I won't link these in the page or the pages. You can go onto YouTube, type these in, and they'll bring them straight up for you. In two thousand seven, uh, a gentleman called Gordon Holmes he videos a creature jet black jet black in colour going across the lock. I've looked at the video. It very much looks like a seal to me. That's what I thought. Hey, make your own interpretations. The video's out there. 2013, David Elder. He was filming The Lock and he see a wave which was produced by a 4.5-metre solid black a half meter solid black object. As you guys can tell, this is my first ever podcast, so please bear with me, thank you so much. So where are we? A 4.5-metre solid black object. He noted how still the water was. Now, I watched this video And the way way I see it, there could be a boat going just out of focus, and that's what's caused the wake. Also, on on Loch Ness, they have a a Loch Ness Monster webcam. Now, you guys can just type this in on Google, and it will bring it straight up. It's a bit of a strange camera. It's so far away from the Loch, and it's frame by frame. However, there was a recent sighting Checked it out, and there is something in the water. But you're that far away; could be a log, could be an otter, could be a seal. It could be literally any. It could be rubbish for all we know. But that was this year. I checked on stats. I think from March this year, there'd already been six sightings of Loch Ness monster. They estimate that thirty to forty sightings a year are made, and five to fifteen are credible. Them stats are scary. My brother doesn't believe in anything like this. You say it to him and he goes, no, nope, rubbish. But with this many people every single year citing something like that, is it plausible? Oh, this is this is the podcast for you guys to find out. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through as much as I can without A boring you. Be trying to filter out the things that I want to tell people, the things that I believe are real, and hence hence the reason of the name of the podcast, Fact, Fiction, or Bullshit. We also need to think about what monster are we actually talking about here? I mean, everyone says the Loch Ness Monster, but which one? Is it the humped one, where you see three humps coming out of the water with a towel at the end? Or are we talking about the four flippered... You know, stodgy looking body with a long neck. The one that looks like a plesiosaur. I don't know. I don't know. That is a conspiracy within itself. Are there two of them? Is there a family? Like human beings, do they look different? Who knows? There are other things that live in the lock. We have trout, salmon, eels, otters and seals. Seals don't reside in the lock, but they can get into the lock from the North Sea. It's known to happen before, they're commonly photographed. It does happen. It's the other two things that interest me the most that live in the lock sturgeon and catfish. The reason why they interest me the most is because what they can grow to. I checked out the biggest sturgeon ever caught. Was seven foot long and 240 pounds. The biggest catfish ever caught was the Mekong Giant Catfish. I know we're talking different sides of the planet but bear with me. This catfish grew nine foot long and weighed 646 pounds. Now if we can house the earth's population three times over in the lock. There could be one of these bad boys sitting right at the bottom that we just don't know about until it decides to come to the surface and breach. And we go, oh my God, look at the size of it. That's got to be the Loch Ness Monster. Some people believe that it's a monster or a holdback from prehistoric times thought to be extinct. This is also possible. Doing some research, obviously you assume, wait, it was out 66 million years ago. What I say in 1938, just off the coast of South Africa, fishermen found a colon calf. I'm gonna link, I'm gonna put a picture of all those on the Facebook page and Instagram. Just so you guys can see. Apparently, according to scientists, it was meant to be extinct over 66 million years ago. Yet they found it. Even the fable kraken great of giant octopus that you see in all the movies ripping ships apart. That can never be real. Hey, one was filmed in 2004. Loch Ness is not the only place to have a monster either. We have another one in Scotland on Loch Morat called Morag. In Japan they have Issy. In Canada they have two. Cressy and Ogopogo. You have the famous one at Lake Champlain in the United States called Champ. And in Sweden, you have the Show, aka the Great Lake Monster. Want you guys to remember that one? Because put a pen in it. We're gonna. That's gonna. You're gonna recognize that a little bit later on in the podcast. There are some crazy conspiracy theories out there about the monster. Um, is it a monster? Is it a dinosaur? Is is it just a combination of pure and utter hoaxes? So I want to put forward a few that. A that I like the look of, like the sound of, and it kind of might interest you guys. I hope so we'll start. We spoke about John Cobb, who died on the lock attempting the water speed record. One of the theories was that he was actually killed by the Loch Ness Monster. Not specifically, but they believed it was the Loch Ness Monster that actually caused the wake that flipped his bow. out there if you ask me another one that's out there we spoke about the famous Alistair Crowley obviously he was very much into summoning devils demons, poltergeists he worshipped the devil could the monster have been released when he was practising one of his demonistic rituals sort of like when you do a Ouija board and you set an evil presence off in your house Who knows? One that I read about was, could could England, the United Kingdom, could England already have the Loch Ness Monster? I thought, well, okay, it's a bit of a weird one. The more I read into it, the more I thought this was a possibility. 1979, the, the then Prime Minister, Margaret Thatcher, was speaking to a US counterpart, and was inquiring about some bottlenose dolphins fitted with echo sounders, obviously to search a lock. Nothing more was heard, yet two years later, the civil service legislated to protect the Loch Ness Monster under the Wildlife and Countryside Act. Why would you legislate to protect something you don't even know exists? 1985, the Swedish Embassy phones up the Scottish Embassy and asks on advice on how to protect their own monster. Why would you do that? And why would you necessarily ring up the Scottish people? And to make it even more worse, they then put legislation in place themselves to protect it themselves. So that obviously no one else can come in, A, catch it, B, kill it. Kind of makes sense. Up until recently, though, nothing else has been heard of anything like that. But in two thousand and seven, the Loch Ness not, the Loch start that again. The Loch Ness Monster was named to make it a protected species. Now, basically, what that means is, if you find a species, you give it a flash name with a meaning. It then becomes protected. But like I dare say, the giant pandas are probably called something really really cool, but no one ever uses it because everyone knows them as a panda. The name they give it was Nettetarius Romboterex. Whether I'm saying that properly or not, I don't know. It's meaning, awesome monster of Loch Ness with diamond-shaped fin. Why are they trying to protect something we don't even know real? I don't know. Do they know something we don't? It's a possibility. I mean, is it still alive from 1985? I mean, the first ever reported sighting that we discussed earlier on was 565 AD. Is there a family of them living in there? Who knows? One of the next ones I found, which I'm going to do an episode on this. Not sure when. Later on in the podcast series. Have you guys ever heard about remote viewing? It's a CIA program where they're almost like psychics, but not seeing into the future, not seeing into the past. They're seeing here and now. Basically, they could be seen, say, for instance, a room in London, I I'm use London, because obviously I live in England, that's the capital. Sitting in a room in London, they can pr- pr- promote their consciousness to anywhere else on the planet and view anything. What that means is there's no longer need to see send spies into any other countries to obtain information. There's no longer, no need to employ a safe cracker to get information out of the safe. Tell these guys, girls what you need and they'll go and get it. What I told you, the US government was actually interested in the Loch Ness Monster. That they had several remote viewing sessions by these so-called remote viewers. And that apparently they found them. They found their wake. They found them moving through the water. The two things they could never find, though, was where they had come from or where they were going. One had even described them as a ghost. Sort of like a ghost dinosaur, they went. In retrospect, humans have been believing in ghosts for as long as I can remember. For as long as the history books go back. Now, If you can have ghost humans, why not ghost dinosaurs? Is it plausible? Or is it just me speaking crazy? Who knows? It's believed that there's a natural opening or doorway at the bottom of Loch Ness, a gateway from another world into our world. It's surmised that they're not really here physically, but much like a ghost that is a manifestation of an unknown energy, and that these creatures are very much the same. Is it possible? Is it a supernatural gateway at the bottom of Loch Ness? Are there dinosaurs, or the living in two different places? You got another crazy cat here. It's, it's an astro an astronaut theorist, Giorgio sukalos Tsou- He does the Ancient Aliens program on, on the History Channel. I like him. I think some of his theories are out there, but some of them are, are very plausible. He he surmises that. Ancient aliens and prehistoric humans create an alien gateway at the bottom of the lock. Obviously, things come through, things go out. It's sort of like a wormhole. Another theory. We've all heard about different dimensions, but imagine if the Loch Ness monster was transported from a different dimension. Only temporarily, before we're being engulfed back into their own time or plateau of existence once more. It's possible they don't even know they're doing it. Modern scientists are beginning to admit the possibility of multiple dimensions. I mean, we've seen it on some of the TV programs we watch. I like watching Fringe, multiple dimensions. Scary. And if there is, might sightings of the Loch Ness Monster and even others like the Bigfoot, the Chupacabra, UFOs, be the result of it, multiple dimensions? It's a possibility. Is that something in later on in life that we're going to find out as human beings pushing forward? Who knows? We gonna talk about UFOs over the Loch Ness now. Um, there are several UFO signs that have been sighted over over the time over the course of time. Um, you often hear theories about portholes, the sort of stargate that they can travel through. I mean, if it is at the bottom of the lock, how do they know what comes through with them and what doesn't? Because anything can flow either way. You open up a door and anything at all can come in. The two stories I want to concentrate on, um, I've written down my description of it and it's kind of a bit boring, but I need to read it like I've done it so you guys understand. There was a a story that I found on www.locknest.co.uk if you tie that in a UFO, it will bring it up. It starts with a UFO may have smashed into a mountain crag by Loch Ness. Apparently they found metallic debris and carbon deposits around the area of woodland that it crashed into. They found trees that had been splintered, a length of electrical cable completely vaporised. Apparently radio reception was impossible within the immediate vicinity of the area. Apparently it had been called off. Dr Arnold Smith, developed a theory that unique geological structures found within the lock are in fact some kind of advanced navigation device for interplanetary vehicles. Remember how I said how deep the lock was? We know more about the rocks on the moon than we do about the structures and rocks at the bottom of the lock. There could be. He also indicated the core samples taken from the lock indicates a presence of radiation. Now that's all that was on this, this website. I tried looking for Dr. Arnold Smith, usual, you know, usual avenues, online, Facebook, everywhere. If he's a doctor, he must be a doctor of something. I couldn't find a thing. I spoke to my sceptical brother, and he was like, that's fake. But who knows? I don't. Have a look at that guys because I found that quite quite amazing really and then we move on to the second one August 23rd a report by Chris caps on on this was on unexplainable.net Yet again could be hopes could be just there to bring us all in Throw us that fishing line we'll pull you in <clears throat> excuse me I'm grab a drink here guys there will be no editing at the beginning. I just want it to flow as, as easy as it can. Thank you very much. Anyway, Chris Caps reported that a UFO crashed into the lock itself. The object was reported to be large, floating, and balloon-like, and it was seen falling from the sky and landing in the lock. But contrary to all understanding of physics, rather than float on top of the water, it sunk. Shortly after the officials were contacted, the emergency vehicles began to arrive on the scene, including investigators from several different sources, including, interestingly enough, the RAF. Now I thought maybe the RAF were there, vehicle crashed into the water, might need us, maybe. But obviously, on the lock, I know you have a lifeboat station. And I also know you have lifeboat helicopters up there because obviously you've got the North Sea. For three hours search parties, police and coast Guard searched the entire area and the lock and the shoreline and found nothing. Witnesses, however, did notice how quickly all the services assembled and arrived, but roughly all at the same time. As you know, Loch Ness is... In the Scottish Highlands, now I know they're in the middle of nowhere. Now for you guys to get an ambulance, the police, the fire service, the coast guard, the RAF, mountain rescue, but to get them there all at the same time—were well they already looking at the skies? Gee, I don't know. After reviewing all that evidence, I had more, but I kind of wanted first podcast to. To keep it, keep it real, you know? I've come to my conclusion. I'll probably show conclusion. Dun, dun, dun. Well, maybe later. Once I get used to this podcast thing. All right, My conclusion. I wrote this out, I know. It's a bit lame, but it's just to help me for the first couple, you know? My conclusion. I'll start by saying that as a child growing up in the United Kingdom, this technically was the first monster that I was ever introduced to. The first thing I thought, oh, could it be real? Hence why this is my first episode. The more I look at the lock though, I think, could you imagine a monster lurking in the depths? If you could, then the lo- Loch Ness would be the place. It has that spooky aura. And bizarre as it sounds and how it rages, the various Theories that I've spoken about. The more we study the world around us, the more we realize that such seemingly strange suggestions appear to make more sense than we know or think. And while I can't put each and every sighting down to being a hoax, but rather a combination of misidentification of the power of the mind to believe in legends and folklore. Hey, we always we always want to believe in something, and we always have that thing that we believe in that we say yeah is real. People do it nowadays. People, do you believe in ghosts? Yes. Do you believe in the afterlife? Yes. Do you believe in God? Do you believe in UFOs? These all are all the questions that we are all dying to know the answers for. We can't prove there are hopes. We can't not. It's the, it's the human trait of, of holding out hope that there is something out there. But it's just like I did many years ago regarding the Loch Ness Monster. But to be sure... No remains of today's legendary monsters have ever been found. There are no living specimens in zoos or dead ones in museums. Most certainly, many sightings of the Loch Ness Monster are exaggerated or misinterpreted reports of or downright hoaxes. As you see from from Kenneth Robinson, I think his name was, in in the first ever, on his first fake. I mean, these things happen. People want to be famous. How do you become famous without being famous? Well, you create a hoax. However, though, you can prove the Loch Ness Monster exists if you're able to kill it, then hold it up. But you can't prove it doesn't exist. But for me, after examining all this information and researching the Loch Ness Monster, I had to make a decision myself. Fact, fiction or bullshit. Towards the end of my research into my first ever podcast, I felt a bit sad that it was coming to an end. A bit like the Loch Ness Monster I suppose, growing up and believing, then once you get a bit older you find that stark reality. It's no longer a myth or an old wise tale, it's the next bit that swung it for me. Scotland received £41 million or there or thereabouts every year into the Scottish economy and have one million visitors every year to Scotland because of the Loch Ness monster. We spoke about the other places in the world. They'll have similar income from their monsters in their lakes. No bodies, no samples, no stall. Not even no fossil skeletons. If they're that old, then we would find fossils. So after this, I now need to ask the question. Fact. Fiction or bullshit. Guys, gals. I believe this is bullshit. Completely. But it was fun while it lasted. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Obviously, I hope you guys can tune in next time. You can find me on Fat Fiction or Bullshit on Facebook and Instagram. I'm just talking about things that fascinate me. They intrigue me and make me want to ask, what if? I am hoping to do more. I am going to do more. All these, like I said, on on stuff, and new stuff coming up will be on my Instagram and Facebook. So please carry on uh, looking. Please let me know what you think. That would be amazing if you could. Good or bad. Is there something I can improve on? This is my first time, guys. I've got a couple of special mentions. Because without these people, this wouldn't have happened today. Uh, my bro Stuart, he knows what he did. I've been speaking about doing a podcast for ages. But I'd never get any equipment. I didn't know where to start. I got home from work one day. There was a parcel from a well-known supplier sitting on my doorstep. It had a microphone in it. He had a little note in it as well. And it said, "No, no... Now there is no reason not to start your podcast. My other little bro Rich and my sister Natalie for the support they've given me is unbelievable. And to my good friend Eddie, who's done me a, a, the, 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 the intro music and a good summary. Also, check my bro Stu out on YouTube, hashtag media, as hashtag media. This guy should be going places with the stuff he does. Absolutely amazing. If it wasn't for these people, my journey into this realm would never, ever become. And I'm so glad to be here. Guys, can you hear that? Gee, oh my God, I think they've found me. Listen, I've got to go. Can you hear me? Is anyone next... Until next time.